Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast with co-hosts Jacob and Terry. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Hey guys, welcome to part two, definitive guide on how to be productive in 2021. Part one, we really had quite a lengthy discussion just about kind of the first steps of productivity, which are eliminating distractions with your phone, notifications, and email. Then we talked about deleting time-wasting apps, social media, Netflix, YouTube, games, or you know taking care of them in another way, like using self-discipline or taking a break from them. Also, we talked about how to disconnect from your phone. And then we kind of talked about some organization about life buckets, how to batch your tasks and how to make an effective to-do list. So that was a pretty awesome episode. I really enjoyed that discussion. So if you guys haven't listened to that one yet, go ahead and check that one out. But now we're going to be continuing on with this post with part two. Terry, why don't you kick us off with Parkinson's Law? Yeah, so Parkinson's Law, actually, I, I love it. I was just recently explaining it to my roommate and one of the guys in my hall. But the idea behind Parkinson's Law is that whatever time you assign to a task, it will take the entire time. I might not have said that exactly fluently, but if you have a school essay due in one day and you give yourself the entire day to submit that school assignment, that paper, whatever it is, it will probably take you the entire day. And whether or not that's just like you worked a little bit on it, like every hour, or you procrastinated the first 19 hours and then worked on it the last five of the day, which is probably what I do most (laughs) of the time. The idea behind Parkinson's law is that whatever time you assign to a task, it will take that entire time to complete it. And so kind of what you can do here to kind of hack or use the law in, in your favor, instead of like assigning a bunch of time to get a task done, Look at how much time it'll realistically take. That way you're not like, don't try to squeeze a project that takes five hours into a two hour time slot is essentially what I'm saying. Look at how much time this project or this task will realistically take and then set a deadline for it. Set a solid, hard deadline for it. Yeah, I love that. It is just so true. And so another thing that I would recommend people give a try is time tracking. And so we kind of already talked about in the first part of this post about how you can check your screen time on your phone and see how much time you're spending on your phone. But I would also recommend that you check how much time you spend off of your phone on other areas of your life. So I would recommend trying to do some form of time tracking. Now, there are so, so many different ways to do this. I've done it a few different ways myself. One is where I track the time that I spend working. So I'm saying like I work from, let's say, 3 to 8 p.m. one night. I'll say I spent this much time doing email. I spent this much time writing a post. I spent this much time fulfilling an order, you know, something like that. That's kind of one method where you track the amount of time you spent doing each task for work specifically. Another thing that I've tried is tracking like the entire 24 hours in a day. So you might say, you know, I slept from, you know, 11 o'clock to seven o'clock in the morning. And then I ate breakfast from seven to eight. And then I worked out from eight to nine. And then I went to school from nine to three o'clock. And then I worked from three to nine. And then I just spent time on my phone from nine to 11. And then I went to bed at 11 again, you know, so do something like that. And just maybe do this for a week and see what you notice. I think you'll be surprised to see that maybe you don't work as much as you think you do. 
you probably spend a lot of time kind of filling time with either your phone, social media, games, whatever. I think you'll just be surprised. So I recommend you give that a try. So generally how my days work is I like to do some form of work every day, seven days a week. I know a lot of people like to have like a two-day weekend. I don't really like that mindset just because I feel like that mindset leads you to live for the weekend and you just hate the weekdays, but then just love the weekend. And then Sunday night rolls around and then you're like, oh my gosh, I got to go to work tomorrow. You know, that's just a mindset I don't really want to ever have to have in my life. And so that's why I try to distribute my work across seven days of the week instead of five and kind of have shorter days each day. And so I would say on average, I work like four to six hours a day on things outside of school. So businesses, jobs, whatever. And so generally that works out to about like 30 to 40 hours a week. And kind of how I try to schedule it is two to three tasks a day that take about two hours each. They're all like larger tasks. If they're smaller tasks, then I might do a lot more in terms of the quantity of tasks, but maybe it's really not that much time spent working. So I just wanted to throw that quick note in there that I shoot for more days throughout the week, but less time spent each day because I love the feeling of finishing work for the day and then just having the afternoon or evening to just hang out, chill, do whatever I want like with no other obligations. So it's almost like you get the weekend every single day because you spend a little bit of time working in the morning or maybe afternoon, but then in the late afternoon and evening, you get to chill and do whatever you want. That was actually really, really well said. One of the best arguments I've heard yet for, because I mean, a lot of people like Gary Vee will say like, you know, don't live for the weekend, like, you know, work on the weekends too. Or basically, if you're living just for the weekend, like you said, it's not the most efficient way you could have it set up. And I love that idea there of if you do your work during the day in a productive manner, you can enjoy a weekend every night. That's a really cool way to say it. Moving on to an interesting note here. The next section of this article is called the Eisenhower Matrix. This is a visual productivity system. Essentially what I'm saying, it's a graphic. So the best way to kind of get what it looks like is to just look it up online or if you head to the post, we'll have a little picture of it there. So I won't be able to describe it very well over audio, uh, but essentially there's four blocks. One block is important and urgent. Another block is not urgent, but important. Another block is not important, but urgent. And the last block, not important and not urgent. So there's four different types of blocks. And what you do is you look at a task and the way you apply this Eisenhower matrix is you look at a task that you have and you see if it's important and urgent or if it's not important, but urgent, or if it's, you know, not urgent, but important, or if it's not urgent and not important. So you just look at which bucket or which block that task fits into it, and then you decide what to do with it. So for example, let's say you have a paper that's due in a day and a half. That paper would probably fit under the block important and urgent, like as in you have a day and a half to write this paper. So that's important and urgent. But then let's say you have another school project that might be a little bit more fun to do, but it's set out like its deadline is a week ahead. So like in a week. And that one would probably go under important, but not urgent. And so the decision-making process when looking at these two tasks would be, I have to do this paper now, even though it's not what I want to do. And I have to like delegate this project that I might enjoy more for a later date. 
because it's not as urgent as this paper. Uh, that's just like a, a gist of a way to look at kind of which tasks to approach first, which tasks to complete first. And uh, you'd be surprised, a lot of tasks that we put on ourselves often end up in the not urgent and not important bucket. <laughs> and so this is actually a good way to clean up your to-do list. It ties in well with what we were talking about in the previous episode. If you notice a task ends up in the not urgent and not important bucket, just go and delete it, just go and toss it out. And I think if you're still confused, just because it's kind of hard to explain, just go look up Eisenhower Matrix and it'll make sense. Or go to our posts and scroll down about three-fourths of the way and you'll see the big graphic there. So now we're going to kind of go and talk about our personal productivity systems. So how we kind of take these things and apply them to our lives. And so for me, this all starts out in the brain dump. I always say that my mind is always going spending a million miles a second. And I'm always thinking about new things that I have to do. I'm just kind of an overthinker when it comes to everything in my life. And so what I like to use is a brain dump. And essentially, it's just a note on my phone where I can write down any thoughts that I have that I don't want to carry around in my head anymore. And I would just like to get those out written down so that I don't have to keep worrying about remembering them. And I know that I'll take care of that brain dump eventually. And so throughout the week, I just write my ideas down on this brain dump. And then at the end of the week, I sort my brain dump into three categories. One is action items, things that require a specific action based on the thought that I had. Two is just general thoughts. You know, maybe you couldn't get something off of your mind, but it really doesn't have anything more that you need to do with it. But maybe you want to record that thought for later write it somewhere else, who knows what you want to do with it. And then number three, trash, just things that were on your mind, but don't have any importance. You're not going to need to know that ever again. It's just like you couldn't get it off your mind in the moment and you wanted to. And so you wrote it down in the brain dump. So I sort my brain dump in that sort of manner. And then what I like to do is start to create my next week around that. And so I copy the thoughts to like a separate document so that I could ever post-reference them if I needed to, but I mainly just deal with the action items. And what happens is those action items end up as events on my calendar. And so that way I know that, okay, this last week I had this thought that I needed to do this. And now at some point throughout this week, I'm actually going to take care of that task just so that I know it's done and I'm good to go. And so I start to just go through each action item and put it on my calendar. And once I put it on my calendar, I can delete it from my brain dump. And then after that, what I do is I go and I look at my entire calendar at this point, um, it'll have all of the events that I've put in throughout the week, events that I already had there from previous weeks or events that I just put in that day. And I'm able to create a weekly spread in my bullet journal. And in that weekly spread, I like to put the main tasks that I'm working on that week. So it's like a big running to-do list of everything I need to do. And then as each day comes along in my bullet journal, I have like a daily to-do list that I write down. And that's where I incorporate my one, two, three to-do list that I talked about in the previous episode. The one important big task two medium tasks and three small tasks. And that's kind of how I prioritize my day. So it starts in the brain dump with thoughts going into the brain dump. Then I, everything gets organized onto the calendar with like a day-by-day look at what I, need, what I need to get done that day. And then I sort of prioritize it and look at it like big picture from my bullet journal. So that's kind of my productivity process. Terry, do you want to share a little bit about what you do? 
But I actually have a quick question for you. Sure. Um, so one hole I've noticed in my personal system is, say I have a bad day or there's something that came up that was unexpected and it sucked up a bunch of my time that day and I don't get the majority of my assigned tasks done. Do you have a system set up or like what do you do when you when the day is finished and you have a lot more left over than you expected? Generally, what I like to do is like a daily review. And so I sit down kind of, it's in the middle of my nightly routine and I sit down and I go back and I look at everything that happened today. And so um, I kind of look at my calendar and see, well, this is what was supposed to happen today. Did it actually happen? If it did, great. I leave it on that calendar day. If not, I just slide it to the next day or whenever I'm going to be able to work on it because that is so easy to do on Google Calendar. You just you know click and drag, move it to the next day. And so I don't really have a great system for when that happens. Mostly, I'm just learning to be super flexible. And thankfully, with everything that I do, blogging, businesses, my work, whatever, like everything is so flexible that I can really work on whatever I want, whenever I want, which is super nice. I know that this isn't going to last forever, but for right now, that flexibility allows me to just to drag events to different days if I don't get them done. And so I just, at the end of the, each day, kind of look and see what I got done. And if I didn't get that done, I changed my calendar to reflect what actually happened. That way I can look back and see what actually happened this day. But then anything that didn't get done, I move it to the next day. I'll, I'll break down a little bit about like kind of how I schedule my, or kind of just how I set up my, I guess, productivity system. Sometimes I don't feel very productive as a person though. <laughs> but the way I have my system set up or what I do have set up so far is I actually have a brain dump note as well that I don't use it as much as Jacob does. Essentially, I use it for if I'm browsing the web or I find a cool article or a a tool or a website I want to save for a future date or like not forget where I found it. I'll I'll just copy that link and paste it in the brain dump. And then at a later date, I'll go back and I'll collect all those resources and all those apps and tools and articles and like well-made YouTube videos or just basically good pieces of content. I'll organize those into a Notion database. So Notion is a an app and a like a web app as well, like a website, which basically advertises itself as like a spreadsheet plus Google Docs plus a Trello board. It's basically just a whole bunch of different tools combined into one. So what I'll do is I'll take, like I set up myself a Notion database in there in Notion, and I'll just dump all those articles and those, all that content really into there in an organized fashion. That's just kind of for like collecting or keep my mind, I guess, segmented in a way I don't feel like I'm going crazy. The system I have set up for my daily or weekly schedule is I'll sit down the night before the day I'm planning for, and I'll look at what I got done that day. I'll look at all the events I already had scheduled on my calendar. I'll look at tasks I had in between those events, whether they're classes or extracurricular activities. And I'll take note of when I did a task and I'll make sure to drag it on the calendar accordingly and to keep it there and just like check it off. But if I didn't get it done, then I'll shove it to another day or put it into my like main task list where I'll reassign it for some future date. What I do like to do is, and I guess I was doing this kind of unintentionally until Jacob, this daily reflection in a sense, like I'll look at what I got done that day and if it was up to my expectations. And then I also try to edit my calendar or basically edit the day to what actually happened. That way I can go back in time and look at any specific day or any particular day and see exactly how it went. Like when I woke up, what tasks I got done that day, what events I was attending, and kind of just have like a track record that I can look back on and see how my productivity has gone from 
day to day. That's essentially how I have it set up. It's pretty simple. Often on Sundays, so right before the start of a new week, I'll sit down and I'll write out all of my class assignments or for school, and whether they're papers or reading assignments, things like that. I'll put a little Google task for the day they're due. I'll often take all the all my overflow tasks from the days previously in the week that I just finished. And those will often accumulate into a Saturday or Sunday. And anything I don't get done that Saturday or Sunday, I'll just distribute again throughout the following week. So Sunday is kind of like my weekly review where I sit down and plan out the week coming with deadlines I know I have coming. And then also reschedule and redelegate tasks that didn't get completed. So mine's a little bit more basic than what Jacob has set up, but I'm I'm always trying to improve it, make it better, make it more efficient. The gist of it relies on Google Calendar for events, for the notifications, for reminding me when I have events. And so I can kind of keep a track record of how a particular day went. I think we're actually pretty similar to each other. I didn't really realize that, but yeah. It's very similar. I also do like a weekly review on Sundays, same thing, bringing those old tasks back around that didn't get done, and then those nightly reviews as well. And so with that, we have actually got through this entire post on how to be productive in 2021. And so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Really, we just scratched the surface with everything that we mentioned. Could have gone on a lot longer with almost every point. And so I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope that you learned something valuable. And if anything, hopefully you just learned about a new topic that you can go and research further. Because I don't think this post really went deep enough to where you can really have a full understanding of what we were talking about. But I hope that something new kind of caught your attention and you can go do more research and start being more productive with your life. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it. 